everyone, Shana here, welcoming you to another episode of Worthy Asian, a safe space to talk about generational trauma, Asian parenting styles, and finding our way to healing and knowing our worth. This week, we're talking about the fears of becoming a parent when you've had childhood trauma. And my voice still hasn't quite come back yet, but we're almost there. So again, you might have to bear with some more raspiness this week. So in general, there can be many fears related to becoming a parent. It is a very new and different lifestyle change. No guaranteed handbook and no experience will be the same. But there are a few reasons for concern that can come from experiencing childhood trauma that may differ from the general fears, and that's what I hope to touch on this episode. I hope to touch on the reality of these fears and triggers to not scare you, but to better prepare you and to help you make an informed decision for yourself. Of course, we fear becoming like our parents and parenting like they did. There's so many aspects to that, though, so I hope to break it down a little bit. There's a fear of repeating old patterns despite wanting different, and it's hard to change when it's all that we know, and we do things without even realizing. Like perhaps having a heavy focus on obedience, or making sure our kids do good, do the best, do the right thing all the time. And they are little things that can sneak up on you that you don't even notice, like telling them to be quiet when they're just having fun and no one's being bothered, or telling them they have to color within the lines, or insisting on choosing their outfit for them, or telling them to change because it's not appropriate for whatever reason, or making sure they eat everything off their plate to not waste food. And these little things build up to be a lot, to be a big thing. And suddenly we're in a pattern of always fighting for control and wanting our kids to listen to us because we think we know better. And why are our kids so naughty? And when we get stuck in this mindset, then we may start falling prey to the old patterns of how our parents acted in order to get control back. Like yelling, punishments, beatings etc. Over stupid little things. In an attempt to gain control, we actually really lose it, just like our parents may have. We have to learn a little more about child development, understand what normal behaviors are, and realize that it is going to be normal for kids to not obey everything you say and truly understanding that this is not a personal attack. It just feels like it because of your past and your triggers and your trauma. Old patterns can also be in just the way we think. Like, oh, being a parent is a thankless job. It is all about sacrifice. Then we're already starting on a negative note. And it's easier to get stuck in that victim and powerless mindset when it doesn't have to be and it shouldn't be like that. Yes, parenting is hard. There will be some sacrifices, but it doesn't mean you give up everything all at once forever. 
It is a flow. Things go up and down. And having a balance with your partner is also very important. Roles will change. How you support one another will change while raising kids and keeping up with home and life together. There is a lot of pressure, but it's not just up to you, even though it can feel like it. And we need to learn how to take care of ourselves. We need to learn how to flow with some days putting our needs ahead of others without feeling guilt. And some days having to come last, but having the capacity to do so. And this will take time and practice and work. And on the flip side, we may try so hard to not be like our parents that we end up on the opposite side of the spectrum and are still not able to build healthy relationships with our kids. For example, maybe your parents were really strict, so you decide that your child's going to be free to do whatever they want, and then they may lack discipline or awareness of boundaries, and that can cause problems. Or another example is you may feel that your parents didn't seem to care about you or didn't protect you from feeling unsafe. And so you're going to go that extra mile to make sure that you are there for your child 100% and that they get the best that they need. And then perhaps you come too overprotective. It's really hard to know the balance when you may have never seen, heard, or experienced a healthy parental relationship. It's easy to say things like, I will never do X, Y, Z like my parents did. But how do you make sure you don't? What are you going to do instead? And you go into this parent thing not fully knowing what your triggers are going to be. I remember I promised myself, my husband, my unborn child at the time, I would never hit my children. That was never, ever going to happen. But knowing that I didn't want to did not actually stop me from doing it. I remember the first time I hit my daughter. She was a baby, not even one. She was wriggling around with a poopy bum and wouldn't hold still for me to clean her and put a diaper on. I don't even remember being that mad, but just out of nowhere, I instinctively smacked her bum. A sharp, quick, firm smack to get her to stop moving. And she cried, of course. And I remember my husband and I just stared at the red mark on her bum I just made in shock. I'll never forget it. The guilt and shame that washed over me, like, how could I have done that? How did I let that happen? And my husband, he struggled to find a balance between being angry with me, but also trying to support me because he knows my traumas. It was awful. And in that moment, I now see that I I'm triggered by things like cleanliness and making a mess and her not listening to me. But you know what? Kids are messy. Kids don't listen. So what am I going to do now about these triggers now that I know how they affect me? And triggers sometimes are not so linear, like 
when a kid makes a mess, that will trigger you if you like things clean. It's not so simple sometimes. Triggers can be hidden in feelings like resentment or feelings of loss for things you realize you never got to experience. Like for my daughter, she had a meltdown out of fear of seeing the dentist And ultimately, she didn't have to because the dentist and I both decided it was better to try another time. But like, damn, that would have never happened for me. My fear of what my parents would do to me if I didn't follow through with going to the dentist outweighed my fear of the dentist. And I definitely felt that. Leaving the dentist office with my daughter And it was weird, knowing that I did the right thing for my child, but also feeling like, why did she get away with that? Why does she get to do that? Why does she get to experience something different or better? And it took time and work on my own healing so that these types of triggers turned into ways of actual healing for me. Seeing and appreciating the better choices I made as a parent for my own child. Like watching my daughter be able to get soaking wet in her nice clothes while jumping in puddles, laughing and shouting with joy, not worrying about my feelings about it and how I'm going to react. And I was able to look at that as a wow moment instead of a lacking moment. Like, look what we have been able to do. Look at this moment of happiness, this moment of being free and safe that I was able to give my daughter. Instead of thinking of all the laundry I'd have to do and feeling sadness and resentment because I knew that this would have been a punishment for me if I had done it as a child. And I really noticed and felt the difference between how I looked upon this puddle moment versus how I looked upon that dentist moment. I remember my mother only being able to express to me how hard my wedding was for her to be a part of because all it reminded her of was pain. How she had a terrible marriage to a terrible person. And by the way, a very inappropriate thing to say in general but also because she's talking about my father this way to me. I remember how I felt like, whoa, my mom can't even be happy for me. And I can't imagine ever making my daughter feel like that. I can't imagine ever not wanting better for my daughter. Like, why would I want my daughter to suffer like I did? Wouldn't I want better for her? And this just comes from a place of emotional maturity, which unfortunately my mother was not able to work on this, but I have had the opportunity through therapy. And perhaps this is something that some of you might have to think about is, is this an area where you can improve your emotional maturity to better support your kids or future kids? Because if all we've ever known is how to act or react immaturely, then there's probably elements of that already in our nature, in our, in our personality, that we can improve on. These next few triggers or fears haven't quite occurred for me yet, 
because my daughter is still young. But, you know, in the future, what if she's not smart or successful in school or career, according to my views? What if she chooses to hang out with people who I see are the quote-unquote wrong crowd? What if one day I come to realize she feels towards me how I feel towards my parents? What will I do? How will I react? Well, I hope that in thinking about that now, there is time for me to prepare, to envision, to practice what my ideal reaction will be. And continuing to practice and work on my skills of keeping myself regulated before I respond to a situation that may trigger me. And remembering how I may have felt in these similar situations and what would have made me feel safe, supported, and understood by my own parents. And how can I better reflect that for my daughter? I have to remember that she has her own life and it's not about me. And I know that despite how hard I work on myself, I will still make mistakes. There will still be things that I could have done better. But bottom line is, I know 100% that if my daughter expresses to me how I've hurt her, let her down, I will listen. I will sincerely listen. I will take responsibility for my actions and I will make repairs. That's the most important piece. I really believe that because no one is perfect. No one had perfect parents or a perfect childhood, but the difference is how your parents did repair. My parents did not have the skills to do any repair with me. There was no accountability, and that's probably what has had the most lasting negative effect. And so I know that just being ready, able, and willing to do repair work with your child, that is going to have a profound effect. Some people think that in order to end generational trauma, to truly break and end the cycle, the best thing to do is just not have kids. Easy, done. And I get this, I do. I personally never thought of this because I don't think I actually acknowledged I had trauma until I became a parent. And through having a child, it made me really seek help and work on myself and explore these areas of myself that I had tucked away, seemingly never to be seen again. And I truly feel like since starting therapy, I have become the best version of myself and that I have the skills now to continue improving, whereas I'm really not sure if I would have gotten to the same place of happiness and confidence without having children and being challenged the way that children challenged me. Because ending generational trauma is very much about what you can do for yourself and not just about what you can do for others. Not saying, of course, that you should have kids to get triggered into therapy because that's probably a pretty bad idea. I'm just saying maybe it's just not so simple as just not having kids, especially if you want them. 
In general, there is no right time. You will never be 100% ready to have kids. You have to think about the pros and cons for your personal situation because everyone is different. When you're already aware of your trauma, that is the most important first step. Now you can take steps to heal. Now you can think about what your triggers may be and how you will handle them with kids. Really ask yourself and sit with it and think about it. Do you really not want kids or are you just too afraid? Don't let fear be the main reason you don't have kids. There is no guarantee that things will go well. In fact, I can pretty much guarantee that things will not go according to plan. There will be hard times, but you can do it if you want to. And there will be times when your trauma shows up and you do something you regret, but you learn from these mistakes and you repair, which like I said, a lot of our parents were not capable of doing. And being able to repair with our kids teaches them a lot too. They learn how to apologize, how to be sincere. They know it's okay to make mistakes, but you take responsibility for them and you make improvements to be better next time. That no matter what happens, you still love them, even when you get mad or lose control. You teach them unconditional love. You teach them forgiveness. It's not about perfection, but progress and connection. And I promise you, in seeing and feeling yourself loving them better, giving them what they need or even what you needed as a child, you heal yourself at the same time. Healthy, loving family relationships exist. You have the power to create that environment that fosters these types of relationships, if you want them. But again, this is not me trying to convince you to have kids. If you know you don't want to, that is your choice and that is your right. I'm just saying, don't let fear dictate that decision for you. My experience was I had no fear of becoming a parent. I knew I wanted kids and I had blind confidence that I was going to be the best mom ever because I knew exactly what not to do. I was never going to act like my parents. All this love that I had kept inside me when I was a child because I had no one to give it to, I would put that love into my own children. I always had a dream of having two because I didn't want them to be lonely like me as an only child. But I quickly realized after having my daughter that I really had no idea how to be a good mother. Knowing the basics of how to not be a quote-unquote bad mother versus knowing how to be a healthy, supportive, loving one is a very different thing. I got by the newborn and newly toddler stage with just some red flags here and there, but nothing like, hey, you need some help. My trauma reared in and stayed and did damage when my daughter became two. And I struggled and I gave in to triggers and I lost control for almost a year 
before I finally realized I needed help and I started therapy. But in that time, that is when my fear kicked in. Like, damn, I am acting like my parents. I am repeating old patterns. I am passing down trauma to my daughter. I am a terrible mother. I shouldn't have more children. I've already effed up one. I should not eff up another one. And I had no confidence. I felt like, how am I supposed to raise two resilient, well-rounded, loved kids when I already couldn't do it for my first one? And I gave up on my dream of having two kids. This dream that I've basically had my whole life. And I was sad. But I was more scared than I was sad. And not just scared, but ashamed and guilty. And that I was not worthy of having children. I didn't deserve to have more children. And this was fine for a while because my husband had always been on Team One Kid anyway. But as you know, with life and people, things and minds change. And suddenly, my husband was now on Team Two Kids. And then my daughter, too, started expressing wanting to be a big sister. I had to ask myself the hard question of, do I want two kids? Am I letting fear get in the way of what I want? And that was a question I was not able to answer for months and months. I had to regularly practice envisioning my life with or without more kids. And what felt more right? How did I feel during these envisions? Sadness? Regret? Excitement? Relief? Joy? I discussed it a lot with my husband, with my daughter, too. The realities of having a new baby in the house, the changes that would happen, the potential big feelings she may or may not have. I talked a lot with my friends. I talked with other moms. And someone told me, Babies are going to be born no matter what, and they'll be born to you or to someone else. And if they're born to someone else, they will be effed up by someone else, no matter what. So why not get effed up by you, someone who is already working on being less effed up? I laughed because you don't really want to think about kids getting effed up no matter what. (laughs) But I had to really think about that because, you know, in a way it's true. And why not me? And so I continued with my inner work, practicing repair work with my daughter, seeing how that changed everything for us, and practicing better communication skills with my husband, and also seeing the difference that I felt. And one day I realized, I am a good mother, I do feel confident, and I can be a good mother to my daughter and to another baby. And the moment I realized this, I was very happy. I was very excited. I did not feel afraid. And I'm so super stoked to announce that we are expecting a second baby. And this baby will be coming in October. 
And so I will just end this episode by reiterating, you know yourself best. Your desire for kids or not is completely up to you. Your feelings, your fears are valid. Making this decision can be hard. Having kids will be hard. But really listen to your heart, your mind, your body. Don't let fear be the loudest deciding factor. You are worthy of a family if you want it, when you want it. As always, thank you for sharing your time with me. I would love to connect with you on Instagram at Worthy Asian Podcast to hear any questions, ideas, or stories you have. And if you'd like a space to be able to share, receive, or give support, please join and help build our community in the Worthy Asian Facebook group. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe, share, or leave a review so more people can find us. I'll be back in two Mondays. So until then, take care, talk soon, and much love from a fellow worthy Asian.